StayOnTheCourt.com podcast, the show that helps aging basketball players stay on the court and continue playing basketball or the sport that they love. We talk injuries, rehab, coaching youth sports, pickup game mishaps, and oh yeah, that guy on your court that wants to fight everybody. Our motto is, we don't stop playing because we grow old, we grow old because we stop playing. Welcome to the StayOnTheCourt.com podcast. This is your host, Troy Wallace, again, broadcasting from the beautiful studios in downtown Omaha, Nebraska. In Omaha. We're going to be showing you a couple things today. Again, we are going to be doing what we call Injury of the Week. Injury, injury of the week. Week, week, week. No, Kelly Clarkson! Now, today's episode is what I have dubbed the $1,000 elbow. Now, I foreshadowed this in, uh, I believe, our trailer. Hopefully, uh, you heard that and want to find out what is this $1,000 elbow. And again, this is one of my own personal stories. Now, it's not something that happened recently. As a matter of fact, this happened, I know the specific date because I keep notes in a, a little Evernote app. Uh, this happened on January 27th, 2016. So for years, I played on a court. It was great. It was a, a local gym here in Omaha, Nebraska. Played religiously, noon ball. It was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting at 11 o'clock. So you could be in there by 11 o'clock, go early, be done by 12, 1230, get three or four games in. It was fantastic. Pretty decent group of guys. Now, I would say a more diverse crowd from just out of college kids all the way up to people in their 50s, maybe early 60s, but for the most part, pretty civilized basketball. But every once in a while, uh, things got a little rougher. Uh, you kind of knew the guys that were uh, uh, looking to stir it up a little bit. What I want to do is I want to describe this player that you may recognize on your court. You hit the court, maybe it's a new court uh, that you're playing on, and you notice a couple guys that you know their footwork is good, uh, beautiful shot. And you get some idea that they probably played at, at least a college level, maybe even the, you know D2 or something like that, where they definitely got some extra training and are, are very smooth. But I just got to tell people, man, let's enjoy greatness watching this joker play. In this case, you know, sometimes they come with some size. We had a guy on our court who kind of fit this description. And those guys usually brother-in-law a little bit most of the time because they're just simply better than most of the players on the court. Now, every once in a while, they may get riled up. <laughs> because maybe there's a couple of players there that's better competition. Maybe there's somebody who has you know, been roughing them up in the post or playing a little more aggressive than, than they like. And then that flip switches. And all of a sudden, they start playing 100%. And in most cases, hey, you get, you get a show. You get to see their footwork. Uh, they're good players. If you're playing with them, it's fantastic. You stay on the court. But if you're on the other side of the ball, you, you got to understand, especially somebody who's got some size, things may get a little rougher. But in this case, I was matched up. I'm six foot three. And there was a particular player on our court who was probably about six four. Kind of fit that description, had, uh, had a great shot, usually stayed outside, periodically would go inside, and when he really got going, he would go to the boards pretty hard also. So again, 
this little incident that happened was back in 2016. So memory's a little rough. I have this note and I'm going to kind of walk you through what happened. So it was a particular day that this guy decided to play 100%. And it was just one of the guys, you know, if he wanted to go to the hoop, you just let him go to the hoop. He just had the size. He had the footwork. The best you could do is maybe take away one thing. Maybe you're going to take away his three-point shot and make him go to the hoop and hope somebody helps you. Maybe you're going to play off him a little bit, let him shoot the three-pointer. But either way, he's going to beat you. Hit the lingerie off the deck. In this case, I can't recall if it was just a a rougher game. I was his defensive assignment, and uh, I don't think it was a situation where I was getting him riled up. No, sir. Not me. But either was a competitive game. Maybe there's some other players on the team that were good. But uh, he was going 100%. I don't know if it was on a drive that he was making or going for a rebound. But this guy, again, probably 6'4", maybe 6'5", pretty well built, probably between 200, 220 pounds, came with an elbow that just slammed me right in the lip. And I knew almost immediately that uh, there was going to be blood gushing. Obviously, I wasn't going to know the uh, severity of the issue, but uh, based on the looks on the other player's face, I knew once it happened, it was a problem. So I looked down. I've got some blood coming onto my hands. I can see from the other people on the court that uh, this is not going to be a good situation. And I kind of feel a little bit around my lip, and I can feel that my tooth has lacerated and gone through my lip. I only use the word lacerated because I've been reading these medical reports recently. That's a a fancier term for just poked your tooth right through your lip. So if you're on the YouTube channel, I'm going to expand my camera view here a little bit. And I'm going to show you, there's still some scarring. So this is not going to be great if you're on the podcast, but if you want to go over to the YouTube channel, it's youtube.com. And then it's just stay on the court if you search for that. So I'm going to bring my face up real close. I'm going to come off mic here for a moment. And now we're talking, this is seven, almost eight years later, almost to the date. And you can still see some of the scarring from that injury. So I'm going to reduce the size of my face in the YouTube video now so you're not having to deal with that. I head into the locker room. Somebody runs and gives me some eyes. Everybody's pretty polite on this court. And I go look in the mirror, and sure enough, I look like a snaggle tooth. My tooth is all the way, punched all the way through my upper, I guess it would be left lip. And obviously a problem. So a couple of guys come in and take a look. They see if I need a ride anywhere. I don't feel like I'm concussed, which obviously would be another possibility when you get hit that hard. Now I've got to get a plan of action. It's noon ball. I do contract IT work and I was trying to bring on another client and had an interview with them later the day at, I think, at 5 o'clock. So this is not convenient. It's bad enough that I think I'm going to need stitches. I had never had stitches before. So I get in my car, and I'll I'll back up a little bit. So the guy that 
through the elbow. And I would say it was it was in the course of play, but definitely a little rougher, but it was it was in the course of play. You know, came in, checked up on me, and I've been in this position where I've thrown an elbow by accident that uh, caused some damage. Rule of thumb, go check on the person. Even if you don't think it's necessarily something you did wrong, it's certainly a good uh, sportsmanship move to just check on them. And so this guy came and checked in me while I was in the locker room to see how I was doing. So that was a definitely a nice gest- gesture. I end up taking myself to an urgent care that's not too far uh, from the gym that I play at between uh, my house and the gym. Once I'm there, they they look at it and they say, well, you know, we can you know, st- stitch it up. And I call my wife before just to let her know what's what's going on, that I'm at urgent care situation. And she gave me very good advice looking at this in retrospect. She said, this is your face. It's important. She said, you do not want to be in an urgent care having them work on your face. Your face is my case. <laughs> Let's call the, a plastic surgeon. So... We knew of a place that's part of the University of Nebraska Medical Center that we thought could do it. We called them. They took emergency patients. And so that's what I did. I I went in there. I ended up having them stitch it up. And where the $1,000 elbow comes in is between the initial visit, the stitching, the follow-up to get them removed. I don't have the invoice, but I recall it being at least $1,000, probably a little bit over. What you going to do, Terry? And this was 2016 dollars, and certainly not f- something fun to absorb. I don't think you know we'd reached our deductible, so we pretty much paid 100 percent of that. So now, what's interesting is a couple of things. So I got a, a couple of historical artifacts from that day. Number one, I'm going to read you the actual note that I put in my Evernote app uh, from that day, and it reads as follows. Elbow from put my tooth through my lip. Is this gentleman who ruined the buffet at the Harrow Club this morning? Spent the rest of the day at urgent care and plastic surgeon waiting for stitches. Have an interview with a medicist at five o'clock. And that was the that was just a short entry. So not a lot. Like I said, wasn't real happy with the guy who gave me the the elbow and the thousand dollar bill, even though it was in the course of play. So. My apologies for speaking a little bit unkindly there in, in, in the note, but uh, you know, heat of the moment. Step forward to now, and I, I'm thinking about doing this podcast to talk about this injury. And I said, you know, I wonder if I can get the actual pictures that the doctor took, any, any gory shots of what happened at that time. So University of Nebraska Medical Center has a facility that allows you to request your records. I called the plastic surgery office where I got this initially, they referred me to a medical records department at the UNMC. And sure enough, about 10 days later, I got an email with the PDF. Now, unfortunately, I didn't have any pictures. I may do another request to see if I can get the pictures. If I do, those will be in the show notes and I'll put those in the associated blog post for this episode on standthecourt.com. But I'm going to read you what that report said. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to butcher. This has a lot of medical terms, so I'm going to do the best I can. And uh, my attending physician was a Dr. Perry Johnson, who did a great job. 
Shout out to uh, Dr. Johnson. Uh, I noticed he's still on their website and he's still practicing. So it says, Troy Wallace is a 44-year-old gentleman who was playing basketball earlier today when he suffered an elbow to the left upper lip, resulting in a through-and-through laceration. He was initially seen at the local urgent care and subsequently referred here for closure. So I read that and I said, well, what's a through-and-through laceration? So did a little searching. I'm going to come over to a post I found. So this is uh, McGraw-Hill, so it's probably a very academic uh, website. Uh, It's called Access Emergency Medicine. And I'll put this in the show notes. Again, I hope nobody ever has this happen to them, but it's good to kind of walk through and know know what to do if something like this does happen to you. We're going to look at the definition of a through and through laceration. So I'm going to come down here. It says, with deep or through and through lacerations involving the, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, orbicularis orus, the muscle layers are initially approximated with deep, usually 5-0 absorbable sutures. Once the muscle is approximated, the first skin suture is again placed at the vermilion border. Okay. Again, I don't fully understand that, but it doesn't sound great. Now. If you are on the YouTube channel, again, go to youtube.com. It should be just slash stay on the court. I'm going to show you some of the pictures. And I will warn you, this is a younger kid in this picture. They blurred out his eyes like that would hide his identity. Not the best way to anonymize somebody, in my opinion. So this is a picture. And I have to assume that mine... I don't think it was quite this bad because this looks like more of a split lip where mine was poked through. They called this was called a ver- vermilion border laceration. But anyways, you see it. So if mine was classified in this category, again, I will try and find some pictures. Uh, in my family, I am usually the photographer and I'm rarely in pictures. So I tried to find some from around this time, but um they were not there. Now, that is a testament to the uh, the stitch job that uh, Dr. Perry did for sure. If you're on the YouTube channel, you can see what this looks like. And, oh, this poor kid. Um, that looks like a nasty one. You can see what the severity w- looks like. Mine was looked pretty nasty as well, as I recall, but definitely not a great situation. I got stitched up. was in there probably a couple hours and then I'm going to come back to the medical transcript and go down to where it says physical examination. Here's where it says he has got a stellate lesion of the upper lift that communicates to the laceration on the mucosal surface. I'm pretty much just saying that's just poked all the way through. The length of the stellate laceration is about 1.5 centimeters. And then the intraoral lacerations about one centimeter or so. So that gives you some idea. Then it goes on to say how Dr. Perry treated it. He said, I anesthetized the upper lip with 1% lidocaine with a 1 to 100,000 epinephrine. The wound was then irrigated with a 10 milliliter syringe with saline, flushing out the wound. It was then prepped with betadine and draped. The wound margins were freshened which I don't know what that means. Ooh, that sounds nasty. It says that we're freshened with a 
blade scalpel. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know if know if I want to look up what that means. All right, so the intraoral incision was closed with interrupted 5-0 chromic. The orbicularis and dermis were closed with 5.0 monocryl, and the skin with interrupted 6-0 proline. Follow up in one week for suture removal. I might have AI try and read this, see if they can do a better job <laughs> with with this, because I know I did not do a great job with the pronunciations on all of those uh, medical terms. But I think the lesson out of this is, number one, if you have something that is on the face and is a laceration and you're going to have to get stitches, I would take my wife's advice. I'm not saying that urgent care can't do a decent job, but I would say the reason that this is less visible now and there's not as much scarring is because I did go to a plastic surgeon and get that done. Yes, I'm sure it was double the price or even more as getting it done in urgent care, but ultimately it's your face. It is probably worth it. Number two lesson. If you are the perpetrator of something like this, I would say that Going in, even if it was not purposeful or was in the course of play, you know, go see how the guy's doing, right? That the you know for the guy who's going to spend the rest of the day in the ER or spending a ton of money getting that situation rectified, you don't even necessarily need to admit guilt, but just letting me know, hey man, I'm sorry that happened. We all know when we go play basketball, things like this can happen, and we all accept the risk. But uh, it's definitely. Good sportsmanship to get in there and let them know that at least you're wishing them the best. The game of basketball teaches a lot. Now, that's why I love the game. Uh, one of the most important things is sportsmanship. We will go ahead and wrap it up. I will put all of this information with all the pictures, the uh, transcript that I got from UNMC. Also, I'll put the links to this website that talks about uh, these through and through lacerations all in the show notes. I appreciate you listening. If you're listening on your podcast player of choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio, follow or like. If you're on the YouTube channel, please subscribe. Thank you again for listening to the StayOnTheCourt.com podcast, and we'll talk to you all later. Here we go.